What's up, everybody? This is Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Let's get into it. So yesterday, uh, took my mom to the doctor. Shockingly, everything up to going to the doctor was smooth. I was able to get some work done. She was in a decent mood. She got up. She got dressed. No issues. No problems. You know, sometimes it's an issue and a problem. But she got up. It was great. We get to the doctor. And... You know, this is my doctor. I go to this doctor, but I learned a couple things yesterday. So, uh, you know, once he realizes that she has Alzheimer's, because at one point he looks at me, he's like, does she not recall anything? Like in a real flippant way, like she's just not, she has no memory of anything. And I was like, no, she has Alzheimer's. And his whole demeanor changed. I mean, he got really irritated. And... I was like, I don't know why you don't know that because I wouldn't forget to put it on the information when I signed up for her appointment. I'm not sure why that wasn't, you know, top of your chart, but I know I put it in there. And he started then asking me because I was I literally needed to get information on how I can get her to sleep better. He was like zero help. He was so pissed off. You could just tell this is the last thing he wants is another dementia patient. And his demeanor let me know that he's a guy that likes, I'm healthy. So if I had gone to him when I was really sick, I don't think I would have cared for him because he clearly does not want to care for sick people, which doesn't make sense, right? It's a weird observation for a doctor, but I'm, I promise you, he had no bedside manner and my mom's a narcissist. If you're not in her face smiling and grinning and even throwing some rando chit-chat uh, or talking about how good she looks for her age or, you know, if you're not really engaging her, she's not interested. So she started, you know, talking shit like, well, I've never met a doctor who just didn't talk to me like I was a human being, even though she didn't know any of the answers. You know, we did all the talking and she got an attitude and uh, he did not know how to recover from that. So now I think I'm going to have to find another doctor because, I mean, I don't plan on getting sick, but I need a partner. You know, I don't need somebody who's going to be like, oh, you sick? And then, like, you know, treat me a different way. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want that in a in a uh, romantic partner, and you don't want that in a business partner, and you don't want that in a medical partner, which made me start thinking, so now I need to probably keep looking for a better doctor for her and a better doctor for myself. Now, I mean, seriously, if I walk in there and say something's wrong, I don't want him to start being like, uh, or I don't want what I saw yesterday to happen to me. Uh, and even though I know why it was happening, all he had to do was say something to my mom, like just to get a sweet, pleasing tone. But I'm telling you, if doctors don't know how to deal with dementia patients, what do you think us regular people are doing? We're out here you know, swimming for our lives because we don't know how to, we have no training, but apparently they don't have any either. This is the second doctor in a row. Her beloved doctor left his practice. And this is the second doctor in a row we've tried after him that is just not good with dementia patients. Um, and it is a specialty and a skill, but I don't, I don't, they still need primary care physicians. So it's like who he's like, well, she needs to talk to a neurologist. So like he really didn't want to 
do anything. He didn't want to recommend anything. Everything has to go through the neurologist. And he kept talking about this uh, Aricept or whatever. And I'm like, it didn't work. And I've read enough about this after the last five years that I know that most of these doctors know these medicines they have right now don't work. And sometimes it makes it worse, which is what happened to my mom. My mom is going down this decline, but she would have been sped up on it on this Aricept. And he kept, Aricept, Aricept. And I'm like, that doesn't help. Well, it might, yeah, that's probably why she's not sleeping. The sundowners, it'll help with that. And I'm like, but it makes her even more confused. You know, I, listen, I never thought about this, but the next casualty of dementia winter is going to be doctors. It's going to be doctors. So say you have 200 patients right now and 100 of them have dementia and the diagnosis is is expected to go up by 50%. (laughs) That means you got that many more people with dementia. And we won't even get on uh, diabetes, vascular diabetes, let me go back. So diabetes is considered to be the number one cause of dementia, right? Maybe not number one, but it's definitely one of the big causing factors. There are very, there's a lot of evidence that suggests that if you have diabetes, you have a 50% greater risk of developing dementia, especially vascular dementia, which makes sense because that means the blood isn't flowing in your legs and uh, it's also not going to get to your brain, which would create dementia. So we all know this, the food industry all knows this, yet they still send, you know, put these commercials on for the food that my mom thinks she wants to eat all day long. Oh, that looks so good. Oh, look at that. Oh, and my mom loves, uh, you know, ice cream and sweets, you know, but we've done a good job doing sugar-free stuff. And this doctor was like, well, she's diabetic. I was like, so someone diagnosed her as diabetic but when I got into her life like this we've been able to manage it through diet someone took her off of actose I don't know who it was you know he just had a major attitude super disappointing but I learned a lot I learned that I don't want him to be my doctor if something should go wrong (laughs) if I should get unhealthy uh he's not someone that I would feel comfortable with if I was explaining I had memory issues or anything like that Like, he's a doctor that you need to be healthy, and he will check off the boxes, ask you if you need medicine, and send you on your way. And uh, this is a complex issue. And when I went to him, I had high blood pressure. And he uh, was sort of like, well, we'll wait and see what happens. You know, and I was able to get my blood pressure down because I had already done the research that I was beginning to become insulin resistant. And high blood pressure is a, is a big, um, is, is a symptom. It's a symptom of insulin resistance, which is the gateway to diabetes. And so, I don't know. It's just also disappointing. But like I said, the casualty of dementia winter is going to be doctors. Because all of her doctors have been leaving their practices I mean, the reason why we're on these journeys is because the ones we liked all left their practice. You know, she had one about eight years ago that she really liked, and then he left his practice. So we had to find somebody else. She had two doctors that she really didn't like in between there. And then uh, she wanted to go back to her favorite doctor, but she had stopped because he was so far out. But I was like, I'll drive you. So we started going to him. And then three years later, he 
left his practice. I mean, dementia winter is probably going to uh, really change the face of of medicine and the types of doctors you have. You're either going to have people who are passionate about care or people who just, you know, need to keep making a paycheck uh, because they started living doctor lifestyles and didn't have any any uh, other way to make money. And I suspect that's going to be a lot more of them. And so you're going to either have the best of the best or these terrible doctors because all the people in the middle are going to be burned out because they give good care. You know, if you're good at something, everybody's going to want to use you. And so you're going to get burned out because dementia is chronic. And no one that I can see, I need to start looking into functional medicine doctors, not only for myself, but for my mom. Uh, because no one is trying to cure this. No one's trying to help you get well. These doctors are right now, they are managing diseases. And this is clearly a disease that that doctor does not want to manage. And I'm super disappointed um, because it, it to turn that around would have been so little effort on his part. But he was so thin-skinned and so prickly because she kept saying, well, I've never had anybody treat me like this. And he just was like, uh, bristling at all of that. And I'm thinking, God, you you have no bedside manner. You've never dealt with a grouchy old dementia patient. I know you have. And then he became a victim. Well, that's just part of the business. I was like, it seems like, I said, I need to apologize to you because it seems like I set you up for something and that's not what I intended to do. You, you know, you seem agitated. And he was like, well, it's just part of the business. And I was thinking, God, this dude, I mean, he kind of turned into a slime ball right in front of my eyes. If you're not healthy, watch out for that type of doctor because they don't want to deal with you. Can you imagine? That's going to be a nightmare. Trying to call, trying to get meds, trying to get anything for her is going to be annoying because he doesn't like her because she's old and sick. Guess what, motherfucker? There's <laughs> a lot of old and sick people in this country. I don't get it. Why are you a doctor? Do something else. And we're getting ready to lose all of these people who are going to get old and retire. And they're going to leave medicine. And then you're going to be left with this wave of people who are indifferent or not good. Or who have no bedside manner or who are charm free or who, you know, don't really care about their patients. You're going to have, like I said, the best of the best, which are hard to find. And then you're going to have these kind of scrubs. It's going to be very, very challenging. And be on the lookout. There are doctors who only want you to be healthy. That sounds crazy, but that's where we are. And so all of those people are leaving the workforce. They're all getting older. And I think one of the main casualties of dementia winter is going to be doctors. They're going to be burned out, especially the good ones. Even the bad ones are going to get burned out. Well, they'll get bad and then give you terrible care. The good doctors who are good humans will just re leave their practice and go teach or do something else. So, yeah, it's going to be deep. But, nope, that did not provide the comfort that I was looking for. But what has, you know, what has? I mean, this is, I'm going through all this so you guys don't have to. All right? And I'm sharing it on this podcast so you don't have to. But, you know, it's not an easy life. But I'm not, uh, listen, I'm not going to be a caregiver for much longer. That's not what I can do. I've gone past what I'm good at. I need my sleep. 
I can't be up all night and that's not what I do. But, um, you know, once we get the finances squared away and I can get more help, then, you know, that's what's going to happen because this is not, this is just not what I'm great at. And I think I'm telling you guys, get ready, get your finances in order so that you can be able to easily absorb the costs of home health, which seems to be the most effective way. Because if you have money, you can put them in a facility. If your parents don't have any money and they're poor enough, they can get into a Medicaid bed. If you can find one in a decent facility. And even that you have to manage because it may not be top-notch care. It seems to me the best way to go is to find a good home health uh, agency that will come in and uh, work with your loved one, get one or two assigned that will show up regularly, and go from there. Is it expensive? Yes. It's probably half the cost of a facility. But, you know, you got to do something because there's no way that regular people are going to, unless you have a, a family. You know, like if you have a, I would say if you have siblings or someone who has another house and you guys can just shuttle the loved one between different houses for different stretches, that might work. But it's going to be hard. It's going to be a challenge. And depending on your situation, that's what I'm urging you to do right now. Pick your plan and make it work for your family. And do it now because it's expensive and it's time consuming and it's frustrating. And give your caregiver some backup. You know, hey, if you can't be there, send someone you know who's a caregiver some cash so they can take a day off or go to the movie or go to the movies or do something different. You know, stop just talking at, you know, you're going to need help. Oh, you need a break. Don't do that. They know they need a break. Do something to help them get that break. Have an amazing day today. Be your best. Be better. Be better than you were yesterday. Some of y'all really need to apply that. Be a better person. (laughs) Talk to you later. Have a great day.